you. Uh, now. About to witness. The awesome. Crushing might. Of. The U.G.S. Robinson Show. Stop Welcome, my friends, to a show that seemingly possibly never ends. I am your host, Eugene S. Robinson. And you have stumbled into the show Stomper V13 on Hubris, Hunger, and UFC 223. If you're not a, a mixed martial arts fan, you know, sometimes we talk about philosophy, books, literature, whatever, extraterrestrial reincarnation, pyramids, whatever. This is going to be, we don't have time to do anything else. But MMA, even a Nazi thing might fall by the wayside. Sorry, it all all roads in this instance pointing back to MMA. You're not into MMA. Not willing to see MMA as a cognate or corollary for overriding platonic ideals, group beauty, truth, and justice. Don't watch. But if you do, stick around. Right now, calling up a just stigmata. Intro all of nothing, and Bob Riley sings it best when he says, uh, I love it. I think about this several times a day. I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. Or being paid back in full, always nothing. All right, all right. We got we got too much to do to spend it lollygagging around. Let's put on the headset so you can hear me. So, uh, how's your week been? Anything uh, interesting happen? Unusual? Out of the ordinary? No, just business as usual, huh? Okay. Well, I'm sorry to hear that because uh, on planet, let's see if we get this to work. Yeah, hello, 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 hello. I, I think it, it, it will eventually work. There we go. I can, I can hear it in my headset when it clicks in. So uh, on planet Earth, what's going on with my eyes here? It's like I'm 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 high. Is that possible? <laughs> well, <laughs> is it? I guess there's a better word to use it there. How about probable? How probable is that? Okay, let's get let's get to. Uh, Let's get to stuff right here. So uh, uh, we started out this week. Let's see. Given the way the week fell out, Alexi had some stuff to do. So we had, if I did it and if the shoes fit, postponed until Thursday, which as luck would have, it was pretty good. But that means that on Wednesday, we had the care, don't care preview for UFC 223. Now, the reality of it is that UFC 223, uh, for the first time in a long time, I cared about every fight on the card except the the Chris uh, 
uh, hold on. <laughs> Let me. Chris, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Chris Katatatar. Man, I, I tell you, I've been staring at computers so freaking long that the eyes start to go. They're really, I got, I got, it's getting almost to the point where my arms are not long enough. Arms too short to box with God. So um, it was with, uh, not Devin Clark, Mike Rodriguez. Uh, give me a second. Give me a second. Oh, Amazon is trying to give me some membership rewards. How, how about fuck you? How about fuck you, Amazon? How about that? Uh, um, I can't find it, man. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners, viewers. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry. Anyway, look, the week started out my, mildly enough with the Care Don't Care preview for the first time ever, uh, or for the first time in a long time, cared about almost every single fight on the card. And the reality of it is the one fight that I didn't care about um, is borne out by what happened. It's not so much... Like I say, it's not so much that I lie, but I say things that don't come true. It's not so much that I can I see the future, but I say things that do come true. And in this instance, uh, uh, that, that 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 here we go, here we go. I got it, 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 I got it. You know, on fight nights, everybody, every bit of MMA journalism, they load stuff up. They've got articles on what people were eating, what happened to Roger Huerta. I mean, you know, stories that pretty much are, are outside of the realm of significance. So we went into it, and it was pretty, it was pretty exciting. And then, if you were paying attention, and I don't even have to give really the background for most for most of you, but if you were paying attention, there was some scuffle we've seen scuffles we've seen gsp and bisping we've seen don fry get knocked out by a fan we've seen hotel room scuffles we've seen uh in vegas they've got all the fighters jammed into one spot we've seen pushing we've seen shoving we've seen games we've seen uh uh uh, uh the diaz brothers throw bottles at guy we've seen all manner of things that could comfortably be fit in the, under the category of ginning up the fight. We've seen all that stuff. Ginning up the fight. We've seen a lot of it. And uh, going this week, we had no reason to expect that things would be any different or largely significantly different. Um, apparently, and I'm going to give this to you in chronological order, not the order in which I discovered, but the order in which I, 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 uh, I believe it happened. You could call bullshit on what I've said, but from a variety of sources, this is what I get to be a, a, a backgrounder on what happened. So, like I've talked about with the Diaz's before, from when you sign on uh, onto the fight to to when you actually have the fight, you are in competition to win, right? And it's not just a sporting event. Even though the woman, pro woman who I interviewed, I got an article coming out in the next few days, who I won't reveal who it is until the article comes out, she said, the doldrums that the rest of us perceive in mixed martial art are not, in fact, doldrums at all. But they're they're when the sport goes from when when it goes from spectacle to real sport. Like you know, there's no drama connected to game number 56 of uh, pre 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 World Series baseball. You've got a lot of games to get through. Bas- same with the basketball series. Got a lot of games to get through. Let's get through them, please. Let's 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 just get through them. Just get through them, and uh, you know the average baseball fan, the average basketball fan, they show up and they don't expect fireworks. Really, they, yeah, it's a good game. You know, in the 
it exists in the realm of this right here. The people listening can't see it. I'm holding my fingers about two inches apart. And so as long as your basketball game, your baseball game fits within that two inch range, you know, in a, a gross mean, you're pretty happy. The problem is like the, the drug that we called MMA, the gross mean has been stacked so high. I mean, if the, if I were to ask you right now to give me your top three fights, they would probably probably be on cards that were absolutely bar, absolute barn burners. Or are so much so that you don't remember much of the card except for the one that you would quote, whether it was Anderson Silva against Forrest, For, For, Forrest Gump, <laughs> you know, Forrest Griffin, uh, John, uh, John, uh, Johnny Boney Joni against uh, uh, Shogun Hua, um, Brock Lesnar against Cain Velasquez. You know, these were these were fights that had 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 all the things necessary to have a great sporting event without it being a sporting event. By which I mean, all those extra things that we've gotten so steeped on, you know, all these like great things that we are part of the glory of spectacle, but not the day-to-day. And to a certain degree, mixed martial arts, a combat sport, individual individual driven, though maybe team-based, but individual driven, not a team sport, of mixed martial arts, it gives it that, it gets it up over the wall. So very few in a, in a course of a year, if you have 12 fights to consider or 10 fights or however many games the NFL plays, NFL is is significantly more drama-filled than basketball and baseball because the games are fewer. And if you take the same, if, if, you're, if you're parallel, and the bald one has said this before, that he sees himself, he sees the, well, this is before, that there's a strong possibility that there's not a single reason why he shouldn't consider himself on par with the NFL. Personalities, it's team-based, team personality-driven combat, quasi-combat, and this is it's much more direct. Boxers had camps. They didn't really have teams. You know, no American top team for boxing. You have boxing camps and guys, you know, usually cohered around a single personality. But the reality of it is, in this instance, um, you know, our, we, we've gotten used to excess. And when we don't get excess, we tend to talk shit. That, this fight had gone through so many peregrinations that the mean, the two inches in the center of where we could just expect the average sporting event to fit, it was still on the high end of that mean. It can't be anything other than if, if there's only one fight on the card that I don't care about. And part of that was for, for political reasons. Jesus Christ, my leg is killing me. Uh, uh, part of that is for is for, for political reasons why I, I didn't I didn't and I still can't get the guy's name up. Uh, somebody's got to text it to me. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I know you guys are waiting for me to get the Lost Battalion based on uh, on some of the uh, on some of the tweets, but we all know who's going in there just based on uh, the cursory reading of some of the post fight press conference comments but I, i'm drifting here and i don't i do not want to drift so let's stay let's stay on task where was the one fight and a lot of shit got canceled on this card so it was not i'm t- i'm gonna tell you right now the one that i didn't care for hold on uh it's, it's driving me crazy calvin qatar and hanato canero that's what they care about and however in the end despite the booze that you felt in the audience who were who were who were 
feeling somewhat of what I was feeling at the end of the first round. They pulled it out, and this was actually an entertaining fight to watch. Will I remember them ne next time? I'll remember Hanato for sure. So, okay, we got let, let, got that monkey off my back. So, um, so it was a normal. That was the only fight that I didn't care about. All the rest I cared about for reasons that I expressed. And then Thursday happened. Thursday happened big time. So, like I said, so fighters sometimes, like the Diaz brothers, realize anybody in my weight class, my weight court category, an opposing school, anybody I could fight, these are all people that got to be on notice. And in the Diaz, I mean, I'm talking about pre-fight, pre-fight press con, uh, pre-fight uh, rules meetings. Diaz is just looking across the room, staring at some of the guys fighting. Like, what's he staring at? Does he realize it's like that uh, the Key and Peele skit? Does he realize this is a joke? Not a joke for the Diaz brothers. Not a joke for a lot of these guys who are also enjoying playing the head game portion. So what happens to what what happens to uh what happens to Artem? He's in the hotel on the uh uh in the hotel on the uh, on the treadmill. A few minutes later, somebody comes in and posts up on his left. He looks, it's a Russian, Dara Dagestani guy. Yeah, you know. A few minutes later. Somebody pulls up on his right side, gets on the treadmill. Oh, uh -huh. And a few minutes later, after that, a couple of cats come and stand behind or in front. Don't remember. Just standing, just looking. No crime against looking. Or like Dean Martin said, you can't go to jail for what you're thinking. Actually, you can, but that's it's a different time. And then after this procession of silent Russians, in comes Khabib. Gets on a stairmaster, a, a few down. Now you know how we know this. You know how we know this because before he had been pulled off of the card, it happened to Max Holloway. In fact, I've been describing it happening to Max Holloway, right? Not Loboff. Max Holloway looks to his left, looks to the right, looks at the guys behind him, looks at Khabib. He goes, <laughs> "Yeah." He gets off the treadmill. When he finishes his run, walks over to Khabib. Thanks, buddy, for you know. I, thanks for calling me up for this fight. I, I, I hope we can make it happen. See you later. <laughs> Apparently, right? But people have different reactions to to fear. You either appreciate. I remember once I was writing back and forth to a guy on the desk. This has happened in the old schools. So we had wooden desk, and some guy I wrote something. This was Facebook before there was Facebook. I wrote something. Some guy wrote something snarky back. And I wrote something back, and then it escalated to a fight. I said, hey, hey, you, listen, it's easy to fight me. I have lunch, fourth period. I always sit here, ask anybody that, that you know, you want to come, you want to fight me, you come on over, you, you we can fight. And so I'm sitting there one day, and I'm eating, I'm gabbing with my friend. Some guy walks over and goes, are you Eugene? I go, yeah. And he goes, I'm, I'm whatever his name was. And I go, ah, how you doing? And I shake his head. I go, hey, this is the guy that's trying to fight me on the desk. And he's like completely shocked that like I'm laughing, right? <laughs> I'm like, hey, this guy's pretty funny. Look at this kid over here. And he goes, oh, actually, I'm not that guy. I go, oh, shit, who are you? He goes, well, he's over there. And the guy's like looking at the other table. He's kind of like looking over. And and I see him over there, and I was like, ah, come on over, come on over. So he comes over, and I'm fucking laughing and glad handed, slapping him on the back. And so I say, hey, 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 you guys still want to fight? Ah! <laughs> I don't, I don't, and then finally, I go, hey, why did you send him over? He goes, well, he's a black belt in karate. I said, 
<laughs> you guys, you guys are funny. Get the fuck out of here. This is what Max Holloway did. Artem didn't do this. Fear makes a man do funny things, you know, and words were exchanged and a slap was exchanged, an open-handed slap, <laughs> which makes people kind of cranky. Um, I, I'm guessing, I am guessing that uh, uh, McNuggets was scheduled to be there anyway. Purportedly at this point, he didn't fly from Dublin just for this. Maybe he did. Don't know. It was Thursday. They have jets. Uh, he brought a bunch of guys with him. Don't know if he paid their bill. Whatever wanted to roll deep because he saw the video or heard about the video and saw dudes surrounded by guys. Unless you're in a prison shower, gives a fuck. So how badly are you going to beat me up? I mean, that's kind of one of the joys of being a fighter is that, you know, how bad of a beating are you going to take? It's not going to be ever that bad. How could it be bad? So uh, um, uh, he hears that could be, and then he says, uh, you'll do nothing. You won't take my belt. You know, he's like, take your belt, man. You haven't fought for two years. Come on, be realistic. You got no reason to not be fighting. Fuck off. I love you ginning up the fight. A fight, a non-specific fight on a table in Ibiza. I don't know, but that's that's cool. So then he sees the buses coming back from the press conference into the into the venues. There was no high high flying skullduggery where the James Bondy snuck in. You can walk in. You know where I've walked all over these places. I've walked over, and this is post 9/11. If you just walk with some sort of authority, in general, people are not going to stop you. People think I always look like I'm somebody. I'm nobody, but I'm going. You know. My goal is always, I'm going to walk until somebody stops me. Sir, yep, boom, go, walk. And so then he sees the bus. He's like, fuck it, starts throwing shit at the bus because he can't get the bus to stop. Bus driver, is not, he's not the Hulk, can't yank the door open. He's going to excite somebody, throw it. Had he been six inches lower, it would have been a fucking successful stunt. Yeah, but if, uh, you know, if I, <laughs> if I, could, if I could connect if, to, to every single historical movement that failed miserably or disconnected from the if. Yeah, if if I'd left to attack Russia a little bit early, Hitler says, if if I had not gone to Little Bighorn, if General George Custer would poop in his pants, dead, if, if, if he had been six inches lower, it would just hit the side of the bus and it'd be like, oh, that wacky McNuggets. But, as this kind of habit, if you push a Push it like the like if you read a long slow screw, the cinder block scene from a long slow screw, between the jump like I, like or the line I used in this Bunuel song between the jump and the fall, it's a lot of stuff that could happen. Intentionality is a lot of it. Dude fucking threw it in the bus. It Michael Chiesa is now got a, a wound on his forehead that will require three stitches because he maybe he's pressed up against the glass. I don't know. Maybe I'd have done the same thing. I don't know. He's out. Not only is Kiesa out, the guy he's fighting has no fight. So, uh, and I'm not going to recount everything because I know you were there. I know you paid attention. I'm just trying to give you some kind of sensible order. So, uh, uh, Reed Harris, UFC executive, possibly broken hand, don't know. Bruce Leroy, his opponent, he, he's out. Uh, um, um, uh, 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 Ray Borg, I fucked up, he's out. Uh, the guy he's fighting, he's out. Uh, Artem can't possibly be allowed to fight now because you just can't have it like that time there's a hens of gracie fight team there was a the guy a promoter in chicago told me we will never have them back we will never have i don't let, let's not say it was henzo let's say i don't know who it was let's say it was a brazilian fight team 
and they show up and words were exchanged between one team and the audience, one team, the whole place devolved into a fucking riot. If you came to see a fight, you got your money's worth, but you didn't you didn't get to see the professionals fighting. Even if they were pros who were fighting, they weren't fighting a professional fight. They were fighting in the alleys and over the chairs. Oh, like the sports agent extraordinaire that I had dinner with last night and we watched the fights together. He was in a movie and the guy was talking in the movie. He says, this shit, could you kind of be quiet? This is a movie. And the guy goes, why don't you shut up? <laughs> he, start, like, he starts climbing over the seats. Had to be pulled back into his seat by Jake Shields and Gil Melendez. And he was pulled back into his seat. And the guy was like, yeah, you better turn around. And, he, and he, he looks at him and goes, you can't stay in this movie theater forever. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> That's when the guy fucking says, you know what? I could watch this movie some other time. Rip! <laughs> it bounced. Fuck that. You can't stay in this movie forever. <laughs> and when you come out, I'll be waiting for you. So that that was that, that was a good move. In this instance, in this instance, you know, the bus driver is not going to open the door. You know, Khabib is maybe. He said he would have gone out. I have no doubt to believe that he would have gone out. It behooves nobody to have there be a war at the store, Mitch Green, Mike Tyson. It helps nobody. In fact, when these guys gets hurt, we're already on the road to things being fucked up. And at this point now, people in the hospital, Rose gets out. She and Pat Barry will go back to the hotel. And so we go from a fight with only one fight, uh, uh, one fight on the card that we uh, didn't care about to some total of three fights just out the fucking window, immediately out the window. So let's recount who will sue. Like Eddie Murphy once joked on one of his specials, a fight breaks out in the club and I happen to be there. Everybody sues me. Deep pockets, baby. So Bruce Leroy, Michael Chiesa. Michael Chiesa not only has pain and suffering, loss of employment, opportunity. He's got a, a pretty viable civil case. Every single one of these guys who had a paycheck, come, and this is if they but blench, I know the truth. This is where you'll figure out how how good this is for the Baldwin and the UFC. Because you realize, as things were before Thursday, they had an 800-pound gorilla that they couldn't fucking control. After Thursday, they got an 800-pound gorilla who, despite his jaunty text about uh, uh, with his erect penis in them, he's got nothing. He's got nothing. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? That's what he had been asking them before. That's what they could turn around and ask him now. You're going to go to Bellator, damaged goods. You're going to do another Burger King commercial, the, the felon. You're going to Burger King commercial. Is that what Burger King is interested in? Their brand. And God forbid, God forbid, Irishman, that uh, somebody starts talking about drug tests. God forbid. So uh, these people all go to the hospital. So you have six people out, out of salaries. You got an executive with a possible broken hand. Ray Borg, who knows what's happening with his eye? I don't know if you've ever had anything stuck in your eye. I got a seed in my eye. They had to hook me up to a machine, dead in my eye, strap my head to it like some clockwork orange thing, and take metal tweezers to pull the seed that was embedded in my fucking cornea. You think that felt good? It did not, even with the anesthetic on the eyeball. I can only imagine if it was a chunk of glass. So, uh, and, and uh, McGre uh, McNuggets did this for what end? Key bono. Is you going to cut a check for Artem? 
will Artem fight again? Artem's not you. Is it worth the is it worth the agitator? And now that you've struck struck fights with uh, 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 the Irish mafia, and now the Dagestani mafia, how many how many battles can you you got to understand? You got to understand when you have 135 million dollars, it's like the lyrics to that song "Mac the Knife." You know, our boy just catches paycheck. Did our boy do something rash? Why did that one person who won the lottery goes? Yeah, I, I'm glad to win the lottery. Don't want any publicity. They go, well, you have to. It's part of making people feel good. But you know what? Have my lawyer pick it up. Don't want the publicity. $135 million. It, do you remember the sausage on the plate analogy? For those of you who don't, uh, I'll, I'll see if I can give you the Reader's Digest version. Any interaction that we have starts out with people with plates and sausages. I talk to you. I have six sausages. You have six sausages. We can have a perfectly cordial conversation. Except on the backs of both of our heads is a prospect of, I might leave this interaction light a sausage. If I leave it light a sausage, I have to have given that sausage for, for, for a reasonable return. I expect more sausages in the future. This guy had given me some sausages. I'm returning the sausages. I'm trying to curry goodwill by increase. And, and, and ever a successful business deal is if I come out of it promising you more sausages, and I get sausages. For example, I promise you to pay, paint your house and you give me sausages to paint your house. When you have $135 million of sausages on your plates, every single conversation you have is about liberating you from one of those sausages. Now, if you're, if you're paying attention to the P's and Q's and don't want to end up in the men's room handing out towels like uh, 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 Joe Lewis, a Bronx bomber did, you are wary as fuck. I hear Floyd Mayweather uh, uh, is that way. He figured it was safe to hang out with celebrities because they wouldn't want his money because they have their own money. He didn't know what 50 Cent was talking about. What 50 Cent, we should go do this business deal. But he, did, but he knew it involved sausages leaving his plate. And that can't be a good thing. Like one of you said, one of you said, uh, hey, hey, whoever sent me the book Blitzed, about drug use in 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 Nazi Germany. Thank you. It showed up. Thank you. I kept meaning to say that, and I forgot on the past week's show. Uh, but the other one who said, "I'm going to try the the Eugene S. Robbins thing of don't open the wallet." Fucking works. Don't take the Saran wrap off your plate with sausages because you're not giving them out. I'll take sausages. I'll hold on to them, but I'm giving out nothing. And so far, successfully, McNuggets has played that game. He's played the sausage game well. Oh, I'm great. I'm super happy to do a Burger King commercial. He had, he had bigger Burger King? No. Nah. But I'll do the commercial. Great. Here are some sausages. Thank you, sir. Ma'am. Whoever. Oh, video game? Great. How many sausages will you give me? How, you know what I want? I want an ownership stake in the game. Do you realize? Do you re Let's talk about the winners here. Coming immediately to mind, they're Johnny Boney Joni, unintended, unexpected winner. When I told you from my spies at SBG, Straight Blast Jim, Connors Jim said, he ain't about nothing but suits these days. And somebody else said, I got spies all over the world. Keep in mind. Somebody else said, people talk about John Bones Jones. He makes, he makes, he makes, Conor McGregor makes John Bones Jones look like 
the preacher's son that he is. And we've seen him on the table and the bees, and it's all a bit of fun. You see, we all go tribal on this shit. And I don't know if you saw that, that Jason Whitlock thing with, with uh, Kenny Florian. Somebody sent me to, the D-man sent me to look at. And, and, and the interesting thing, the super compelling and interesting thing about this, we and he and Whitlock put a, put a point to it. Nobody's saying it. Nobody's saying it. But I, we have our tribal allegiances. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, what's happening right now is that people who are people of color are sitting back and they're waiting. Huh. Let's get this straight. I crash into a pregnant woman. I don't know if she's pregnant, but I flee the scene because I don't want to get caught up in some bullshit. Don't know if she's pregnant. I come back because I realize I left my bong in the in the glove box. I want them to find it. And I take off. Ostensibly, I could say maybe somebody borrowed it. It wasn't me. Forgetting I'm a celebrity and everybody knows what the fuck I look like. Like the germs once sang, that was Johnny Boney, Joni's crime. So tribal allegiances, people of color sitting back and going, huh, well, what if a Negro had done this? Or a Latino fighter had done this? Well, you know, Connor rises above race and nationality. Oh, really? Whitlock said right away, made the comparison point to Johnny Boney Joni. And Kenny's like, well, you know, and some other people saying, uh, uh, some people who share space with that, that bloody elbow are saying, oh, the UFC needs, still needs him more than he needs them. Are you out of your fucking mind? On a Twitter a Twitter universe, I came down on that like, like, a, like a ton of bricks. Are you kidding the happiest guy outside of Johnny Boney Joni was who's like, I don't look so bad now, huh? I don't look so bad now. I haven't robbed six fighters and, and won a corporate executive of a way to make money, have I? Nope. I put sausages on all your plates. To quote Emperor Jones, well, you ain't got no kick again, me. And I winked at all your crooked schemes. Johnny Boney Joni, unintended winner of UFC 223. Second secondary winner, the bald one. The bald one. Because Mr. 135 Mill discovers that all he has on his plate right now are sausages. <laughs> you understand the position he's in? If you've got $135 million of sausages on your plate, you know, you will find any business deal necessarily will involve sausages off your plate, which makes people angry. Now you're doing business with angry people. And now you're doing business with angry people who are taking full advantage of your plight. Specifically, you can puff out your chest and have your people in the audience scream when you're doing the perp walk from the 78th precinct. But the reality of it is, man, you know, you know, and I know getting those royalty checks with TV commercials dwarfs anything else that you got that you get that you got coming in, even movie roles. I made more money from my Miller Genuine Draft commercial than I did from three weeks on Leonard Part Six and royalties two days so and and i was not a featured player i well i was a featured player but I, I wasn't a solo featured player in the commercial like the uh can you hear me now guy or mcnuggets and the you know who's always looked like the burger king guy so the bald one is like <laughs> you know what man it's not me it's them it's the athletic commission it's not me it's them Never has he seen more like Michael Corleone. It's not me. It's them. I, what can I tell you? I'm just here, you know, just there. I'm 
I'm a, hey, you give me the gaming licenses for free. You'll put up the money yourself. I think that's what you'll do. <laughs> You're crazy. You guineas are crazy. I'm quoting Matt Sarah, who wouldn't talk to me when I was with my sports agent extraordinaire friend, uh, Salvatore Russo. He looks at the two of us. I said, like, we'd like the interview. He looks at the two of us and goes, I'm going to talk to little guinea. <laughs> this guy makes me nervous. <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> I love Maddie Sarah. Anyway, so uh, at this point, it's, it is it is not – we don't, don't need him. One, because he wasn't going to fight, honestly, in 2018, bro. It's fucking April. It's April. You have fights scheduled all the way out through June, okay? So uh, the first six months of 2018, bought and paid for. You're going into trying to renegotiate this $4 billion thing that – $300 million you're asking for Fox. In that Jason Whitlock segment, uh, I didn't see it. The D-man pointed it out to me. Uh, Whitlock works at Fox, brings it up to Florian, who works at Fox. What are you going to do about this TV deal? <laughs> Not like it's a fait accompli. Not like we expect to be talking to you as corporate partners in, in six months. Like, what are you going to do? The scuttlebutt that I get from the inside is that they're thinking about going with the WWE. WWE is a controlled, tightly run ship, despite the optics. <laughs> despite the optics, you know, this shit, you know, they, they're, this, they're drumming up this kind of drama. Recently, Travis Brown is arguing with somebody named Alexis Fire, whoever the fuck that is, over what I got of it. She goes, you're rude. He's like, I'm not rude. I'm not. It's like that part of the deal. That if your wife is a professional wrestler, you got to be like an onstage stooge. I think I'd bow out of that one. Easily, quickly. So, you know, so. Uh, uh, so I, I hear that they're willing that interested Fox is like, I can get the eyes. For the same price, I got the eyes. I don't have the drama. Why do we care? We don't need you for this programming. Of course, that's really realistically probably a negotiating ploy. But, you know, if your negotiating ploy amounts to $180 million worth of sausages, you make that deal. You may, you play that ploy. So Johnny Boney Joni, happy as fuck. Bald one, happy as fuck. Uh, prime, prime Emperor Excelsius in Lost Battalion, Connor McNuggets, man. Because he, he, his situational awareness, his understanding of his place in this space right now, he might succeed in huff, huff, and woofing his way into continued significance. But these guys are pragmatists, and they got their eyes on nothing but your sausages. Okay, somebody's got to pay for these fighters who are, who are out of work. Why should it be me? All eyes turn to Mr. 135 mil. And if these are guys in, that, in, the, in his division, why not stick it to him? I'll take you to civil court. It's not like when you're in a situation like this, you got to go find a lawyer. Like, I, oh, man, I got to get on Google. I got I to gotta look up. I got to look up. I got to need to look. No, they find you. Before you leave that building, I, you know, my lawyer friends who make money doing this, savvy fucking sharks, they'd have gotten you. Can you see? I, 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 don't, I don't know. My client doesn't know if he can see. 
It's very, it's sad. Took a young man in the prime of his life. How much money could he have made between now and the last fruitful years of his career? 10 years, could he have been? He was on his way. This is gonna, what? Oh, yo, I got enough money. You got enough money, huh? <laughs> well, let's start with, I'm gonna sue you for fucking $600,000. Loss, loss of past, present, and future wages. Emotional, I, I, I'm afraid now of buses and glass. You know, my life is so, I, I can't, I can't drink out of glasses anymore because I'm frightened. The bald one's not paying those fucking guys for what? And if he is, if he is laying out sausages for these fighters who are sausage free, he's doing so at a cost that'll be passed along. <laughs> oh, no, man. Me and Sean Shelby, also known as Keith, put these fights together so they can happen, not so they cannot happen. Now, he's got rights to travel between here and Ireland. Like, that's going to do something to him. Understand, Artem was played. Didn't happen to Max Holloway, happened to Artem. What kind of cat is he? Don't know, but he's played. He is played absolutely, positively, beyond a shadow of a doubt. God. And and McNuggets, people say, oh, he's still got juice, is what they were saying on this segment with Whitlock. Oh, he's still got juice. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, but you know what? I, I, let me tell you something. The headliner fight did... You know who I picked? I picked to win. I, I picked, even though he's almost a known associate, he trains here at AKA, it's my local, and I've done friend of knuckle up, Kane Velasquez, friend of knuckle up, Josh Thompson, friend of knuckle up, uh, over the years, uh, Brian Fury Johnston, over the years, I had a bunch of guys trained down there, you know, it's, it's, uh, Javier, I did a piece on him for Vice, yeah, so there's a friend of Vice, friend of knuckle I look, Jay Will, Justin Willis, guys I know, trade a lot of guys I know there, but I just I've seen I've seen Khabib and I, it's like anytime that Joe uh, Ho Jogan starts uh, uh, doing this kind of like oh he's gonna beat him with his arm to death on the lawn like he did for Brock Lesnar, I knew Brock Lesnar was gonna lose that, lose that fight. Not the least of which was for because of Joe's kind of fucking crazy hyperbole. And he's talking about this guy just dominates. He used to wrestle a bear. It's like, have you seen his fights? Are you remembering? He falls into the same trap with the exception of a guy like Henry Sejudo. Of all people. He falls into the trap of why? Oh, I'm a Sambo champion. He, he's a wrestler. And it worked well for Tito. Until Tito met a wrestler that was a little bit better than middling in the form of a Chuck Liddell, but who could light you up on your feet. That's Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson, a super happy man today as well. So to recap, Johnny Boney Joni, the bald one, and Tony Ferguson. Guaranteed. Not afraid to be on the ground with him. You know, not worried about standing up. You know what's not going to happen? He's not going to get kicked by Khabib. You know what's not going to happen? He's not going to get knocked out by a punch by, oh, maybe, oh, he's, uh, let's just stop. Just stop. Anytime you fight, you open a door into your skill set. The best thing, best of all possible things would be for Khabib to have shut this down the first round three minutes in. 
I give you a taste. We can all go home. Everybody was sated. We would have all gone home and felt like we had a good deal with, with uh, uh, Rose and, and Joanna. Shut that shit down fast. Go. And people would have gone, well, of course. He's a 11th rank realtor, ally at Quinta, region, region realty. But instead, a guy who hasn't fought in over a year, who's been retired to get his real estate license, on short notice who came in at number 11, took him the whole fucking race, all five rounds, and was in a position. Their fighters at uh, the sports agent guy said, what if J? Do you think that the guy, if the guy was face down like this with the with the vines in, do you think that he would? And Jake was uh, uh, riding on top. Do you think that the guy would not get submitted? He's like, fucking no way. Why? Well, if you're a sambo, you're a wrestler. Who's doing jujitsu at AKA now? Who's teaching jujitsu? I know it used to be Dave Camarillo. Don't know who it is now. I know who the boxing coach is. But between boxing and wrestling. My 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 theory of affinities, these guys are not going to stray far. Khabib is imminently beatable, imminently beatable, which is why I picked Ally Quinta to win. Yeah, yeah, Eugene, he lost. Yeah, he did. But <laughs> yeah, he did. Because they probably would have shot him if he had come close to if he had come close to winning. They needed Khabib to win. They needed him to win more than anything. And they tried to pull this kind of weird act of ledger domain, this kind of a MMA arithmetic where, okay, like if Khabib wins, he gets the belt. If Ally Quinta wins, he doesn't get the belt. What the fuck are you talking? Then it's a non-title fight because he was half a pound. Oh, just stop it. Stop it. So Tony is, is completely happy. Um, and in fact, I would say, I would venture a guess that if the haze were to clear for well, just a few seconds, we could see that Connor McGee's face is pretty pleased. But given how much allegedly Yayo he's consumed, who knows why he's smiling? Why is this man smiling? Yayo? Good guess. A friend of mine who's a famous guitar player was uh, saying to me, man, what? You know what? Why couldn't we just get him hooked on cocaine? Just makes you such an asshole. Can you get him hooked on meth? That would be great. He's got the same kind of buzz, but, you know, without the, the asshole's flights of fancy. I said, yeah, except then he'd have to jettison the suits. Do, do any of us really want to see uh, a McNugget stand there with one shoe on, one shoe off, some OP dolphin shorts, and a SpongeBob tank top? Nobody wants to see that, and that's exactly what we'd see if Connor McGee got hooked on meth. You know it, and I know it. But at this point now, uh, if I were him, I'd be pretty happy. If I spend the next six months working on my wrestling, I could be that Chuck Liddell to Tito. I could be that for Khabib. You got nothing to fear except ground and pound. And that's substantial, but not super significant. If you don't think Max Holloway saw that fight, you're wrong. If you don't think Tony Ferguson saw that fight, you're wrong. If you don't think everybody else in that division saw that fight and has figured out, you know, Javier, Kane said, it's too, Kane Velasquez once told me, he goes, it's very simple. When I do what Javier says, things work out well. When I don't, they don't. Javier is a crafty guy. 
He knows what we saw. He knows that five rounds of that door being open, we saw way too much. And what I saw was a guy who was deficient in jujitsu. Yeah, you could go to AKA and have a hell of a workout, but I'm talking about learning curve. Who's not, who's not, no, oh, he's there. I'm not, nobody who knows jujitsu looked at Khabib and was worried. Oh, he's a Sambo master. He didn't approach anything to do a leg lock. Held the guy down, punched him, and didn't put him away after five rounds. A guy who hasn't fought for over a year and a half. Connor McGee could spend his suspension period after he writes all those checks, sausage checks, spend the suspension period working on, on wrestling. But they don't need him now. They don't need him. And you know how we know we don't need him? Because Khabib didn't touch him with a fucking stick in his post-fight press conference, even though it would have been advantageous to do. He's like, I got the belt. How's <laughs> that song say? Yeah, I got the money. That makes the sense. It's no more red panty night for Connor. People go, oh, that, that cat on, on Whitlock's show was like, oh, no, he's still the big... That's, you know, you get these pundits who don't know the fucking game. No, he, this guy's giving PR advice. The fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? Tiger would start losing people the second his wife caved in the back window of his SUV. And this is before the gay porn and the barmaids and prostitutes came out of the woodwork. For some people, if it overshadows the brand, it's a bad day. We're, we're talking about a symbiotic relationship, not a parasitical one. I can't carry you. That's not why I'm giving you sausage off, sausages off my plate, not to carry you. So they got the Netflix movie on Connor McGee, and they got this, sp this sweepstakes sponsor. He was coming. He was the MMA version of Mary Lou Retton. You're going to see him on battery commercials. You, you already saw him naked on a horse for the Kentucky Derby, You're gonna, which is coming up. He's a guy all over the place. He's got it. And the benefit of having it is they can't take it away from you, but that doesn't mean you can't give it away. Plenty of us have it. Not a lot of us have lots of $135 million worth of sausages on our plates. So... I mean, I know guys who have won Emmys and, you know, Oscars. They're not rich. This is not a guarantee. So right now, all he's got to do is let dudes spin. He wasn't going to fight anyway. But it's a difference between not going to fight when they want you to fight and not going to fight because you can't fight and they don't want you. Very fucking different. And if you and if you think you can rest at home in Dublin with the, with the Irish mafia after you for some dust up you have, you can't fight a multi front battle, man. It does never works. Some guy, one of my Italian fascist friends, was asking me about street fighting. He goes, "At what point do you just pull out a gun and start shooting people?" I said, "Oh, that's simple. Ten guys, they just all get shot right away. I'm not trying to fight with ten guys. Not trying. Largest numbers of guys I I." as a solo person fought against three and that was a drag. I I won the fight, <laughs> uh, but I was the one who went to the hospital. I taught a cartilage all inside my left ear. That's why I can't wear uh, earbuds in them. They, they sewed the show, the whole shut, you know, it was a crappy ghetto hospital. They sewed the whole shut 
too small. So McGee has fucked himself in a way that you can't tell me this will cost this will cost the bald one nothing. Nothing. It's invigorate all of the press, all of the press. I don't think I don't have it, don't see what the numbers are, but all of the MMA press, no such thing as bad publicity. It doesn't mean that bad publicity doesn't hit everybody. This was bad publicity. Good publicity for the for the UFC, very possibly. But let's see, who, who Kibono? Fox benefits highly because they can keep cranking down this money for the TV rights and the bald one will have nothing to take it. Have nothing to do but take it. The bald one doesn't feel bad either. Feels pretty freaking good because at least this 800 pound gorilla who had been rolling his ass over a barrel has been neutralized and it doesn't cost him a sausage. Every single fucking thing pass, gets passed along to for everything causally connected to Conor McNuggets gets passed along to Conor McNuggets, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yep. So, uh, ah, God damn it. Uh, so, um, so the only one who doesn't realize he's fucked is Conor McGregor. And they said, oh, this, this PR guy on Whitlock show was like, oh, you know, we, he's got his, I've been looking at Twitter and 50% of the people want him in jail now and 50% want to see him fight again. Oh, that's a really exact survey you've got there. You know, there's a certain point, it's like that Dave Chappelle thing where he's in the barber shop and they say that, oh, he's got $60 million. And he goes, well, they always lie in these TV things. Hey, how much do I owe you? The guy goes, 16. He's like, reaches his pocket, $1,000. None of us were really happy about that 135 mil. I mean, I said I was happy he got paid because in general, I'm in favor of people getting paid. People that sit within six degrees of separation from me, I'm super excited. One degree, I'm even more excited that you get paid because it might help me. It might result in me having more sausages on my meager plate. But in this instance, the numbers of people who realize there would be no red panty night, the guy is a fucking liability. He's not going to run that game like, give me my ownership stake. How can we do that? Look at yourself. How can we do that? And good consciousness, good conscience, how can we do that? We cannot. We have people that we have to answer to. We cannot. You can't even fight for another six months. So now you'll be out four fucking years. How does that feel? New York State Athletic Commission will have their way with you. You will be fined. You will also have to go to civil court. Now you learn what life is like at $135 million. Pull a Trump. Tell everybody, ah, you can sue me if you want. Good luck getting money out of me. And then you just pay the lawyers because they know how many sausages you have on your place. Everybody knows how many sausages, and they're going to they're scheme to take it as well they should. You know? <laughs> I mean, do you know bad boys move in silence and violence? There's this monkey show out there costing people fights and money and cash when you got enough, you know, you like, you like the MMA version of Tupac. I always thought Tupac, why don't you like Tupac? I go, because that guy should, that Negro should be at home counting his fucking cash, not out trying to build a fucking rep. You write poetry, man. You know, stay at home, write some poetry and count your money, hanging out with with thugs and killers, thinking that you're going to do something, do something to somebody, to a Dagestani. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? You had a better chance of beating him in the cage and you do actually outside of it. So just stop. 
But guess what? You stopped you. You stopped you. And sausages will be leaving your plates as soon as, with the kind of surety that I have about me being a Negro. You will be losing sausages. Bad day for you. When the mist clears, maybe you'll see it. Maybe you'll see it. Khabib? Khabib? Uh, none of a, I don't know. Not impressed with the performance, man. But uh, like Danny Green once said, he was who we thought he was. There were no surprises. I didn't see a single surprise. I think his offering is thin. Don't, don't quote the 26 and 0 at me. Don't quote. You know and I know. You know and I know. Ioana, yeah, she's she's deep, deep in the mist. And now it's scary. It's scary. Kind of like if I'm talking to you at lunch and we're sitting there talking and I lean over and I go, did you see him? What? Did you see him? Did you see him? Did I, did I see who? What, are you, what the fuck are you talking about, Eugene? Did you see the guy, the three foot tall guy with the Hitler mustache? Did you see him? Where did you think you saw this guy? He's standing right by your elbow. And then at that point, you go, you know what, man? Hey, ah, fuck. You're nuts. I didn't, God damn it. How could I not have realized that? You've lost your mind. You've lost your mind. Joanna has lost her mind. You know, everybody in straw weight should bow down to me. I am the queen. I for sure lost that fight. Every single line a complete fucking mist-filled howler. Howler. I wish to God I was back on the credential land. I was sitting there backstage at the presser. I'd have laughed my ass off like, like Max Katie and Kate Fear. <laughs> Who's that idiot? Get him out of here. Are you kidding? Stop it. It wasn't enough time for you to prepare for this fight. That's how I know you were huffing the mist before because you really believed it was about a weight cut. You really believed it was a raw deal. I played games with people like that. You chess, and they go, oh, you got lucky that time. I've done jujitsu with guys like that. Okay, now I'm serious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had some guy at jujitsu. I said, you know, we're just training friendly-wise. You do know I'm only going about 40% of strength. <laughs> oh, sure you are. Okay, bro. I've I got strength records to my credit for deadlift. Yeah, I'm a strong fucking guy. And my cardio at this point is not bad either. Are you kidding me? You weigh 170. Only there's one guy there who weighs 170 who can handle me. I poured it on. Took off a 40% to 55%. I could see it in the guy's eyes. He's like, oh, fuck. Chael said about being in there with John Jones. It's like being in there with a bear. I don't know what Joanna's talking about. I don't know what planet she's on. I don't know where this is going to get her. But you know what? Rose did a wonderful thing. And that was, look, I, I inter you see this fight book? I wrote this fight book. And I interviewed Eddie Goldman for the fight book. And, you know, there's a certain thing you do. The fight book comes out. I want to send it to the people who helped make it happen. So I sent it to some of the people who I who I interviewed, and I expected Eddie Goldman, who's a longtime MMA watcher. I mean, back he was back with me in the uh, day day one or two. John Peretti, uh, Ted, uh, uh, Todd Hester, Cage Side UFC seven and eight. 
I got all the, the laminates there. I should put them up on eBay or something. And there, I put the fight book out. Didn't hear from him. Didn't hear from him after. It kind of hurt my feelings. I didn't know why he didn't. He, I guess he didn't like the book. And then I finally figured it out. I interviewed him at a later time on Knuckle Up, not specifically to talk about this book, but to talk about the state of MMA. He goes, I don't, I don't watch uh, UFC. He goes, they, they extol the worst virtues of humans. You know, and I remember in the old days where fighters would be backstage talking about techniques and they would be just geeking out and learning stuff and the, the historical impact of, you know, guys, they, I learned from a fighter that that uh, Mandela, Nelson Mandela had been a boxer. I learned from, you know, uh, he goes, it was a it was a real social philosophical movement that was intellectually based. Now it's just a monkey show. People insulting each other and using coarse language. And I was like thinking, this is kind of like talking to Steve Jobs. Like Steve Jobs is really adamant about not wanting any of his products to end up being a cesspool, all right? As so the ice store is like heavy, heavy, heavy corporate control versus you know obscene materials because he saw what happened to say MySpace. You don't need to, you know, this is porn. You know, it's out there. That's fine. It's fine. Don't need to be. Of course, you know, of course, the democratization of, of visual. I mean, how many crimes have been filled with your filmed with your iPhone? I, I, I would as many iPhones as there are. If you're tweeting or you're filming stuff as you're driving down a freeway, you have committed a crime. Doesn't matter. Yo Joanna, um I I don't I don't I don't I'm not entirely clear. I'm not entirely clear. <sighs> I like what Rose did at one point when at during the stare down and then after the fight, it's like, you're a person, I'm a person. This is our job description. Plumbers at a job site, they should the electricians don't show up, they're not hoofing and they're not, you know, and to for her to her credit, Joanna was softer about peddling that stuff, but she she is confused about the nature of her appeal. And her appeal initially was the, the golly gee willikers. We saw this little plucky girl from, from some Olstein in Poland, you know, come up and actually, you know, thank you that I won. And then she became this fucking crazy, this crazy hype monster. And it's unnecessary. It's unbecoming. It's like a buddy of mine that has having problems in his relationship. His girlfriend says, you know, what can I do to improve these? He says, well, fix your teeth and get a boob job and then maybe more adventurous stuff. I, so she does gets the boob job. She gets the good teeth. And she, then she starts talking dirty in bed. And he was like the creepiest thing ever. He didn't like it because it was, it was inorganic. It was inorganic. This is not the way, you know, I, I guarantee you Rose has picked up a lot more fans as a result of just being Rose. It's my job. You know, I'm excited about figuring this stuff out. I have a philosophical underpinning for why I'm a fighter. You know, I mean, in other words, what's Joanna's story? You're, what's her story? You're not entirely clear. And that's what we've lost the plot. We've lost the plot because they've lost the plot. What's McGregor's story? At this point now, we didn't come to take part. We came to take over. No, you didn't. Not now. Not, not you're the guy who dances on the table in Ibiza now. That's where you are now. You're not any kind of contention for anything now. Oh, we've got to strike the guy on the Whitlock. Oh, we've got to strike while the iron's hot. Get him in there, fight before the end of the year. Get him for what? To do what? Against who? Against who? 
He only has one easy fight in front of him, and that's getting less easy by the day, and that's Max Holloway. That And that sounds crazy that I even just said that. If he's astute and paying attention, he sees the massive lacuna, the holes in uh, Khabib's game. But if he's paying attention, he probably wouldn't have been locked in the 78th precinct. And believe me, the wheels of justice turn slowly but shortly. He could be tied up for another six months, and that's even outside the athletic commission's move. No, this was this was completely avoidable. I mean, with friends like this, you didn't help anybody, man. You didn't make any point. You know what? I, I, was, I was talking to my wife today, and I was saying I, I came to a, a massive conclusion that it's rare that guns have helped anybody. If you were to think about it a bit, half the guys who shoot other guys probably if interviewed moments after shooting would go, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. Because was that whatever problem I was trying to ameliorate by use of a firearm has suddenly been made worse by use of the firearm. I talked to a cop friend of mine about it. He's like, Eugene, somebody's breaking into your house. You catch him and you shoot them. Please, please try to get them to fall inside the house. Because you're going to be in a fucking world of shit if they fall outside the house. And God forbid they should have their back turned on you. You know. In other words, if I open the door, the guy starts running and I shoot him, I'm fucked. First thing a defense attorney is going to say, oh, bro, is gonna, w- was he running at you? No, he's running away. Oh. He was running away. So, uh, so, uh, um, you know, a uh, uh, Ioana, uh, I, I feel perfectly comfortable with with how Rose has transformed the the dialogue, the discussion that she's having with the other fighter, the discussion that they have together with us, and the discussion about future events as yet unknown. I I like the tone tone in, in uh, uh, the change in tone and timbre. Like if you don't notice this. Single-handedly, Greg Jackson, even though he's fallen out of significance lately with a dearth of fighters who can win, but his whole thing, lower the heart rate, it gained purchase. At least half the fighters now are go back to their corners, and the corners are like, breathe. I want you to breathe. Get the bad air out, the good air in. Calm down. You're doing great out there. And the other half is still that Rocky style, the over-amped adrenaline dump style. And that's probably consistent statistic that's worthwhile. Not like this guy's 50% want him in jail, 50% want him to fight again. Nobody wants that guy to fight again. The $135 million of sausages are distracting. They're distracting. You can't concentrate on anything when you deal with $135 million of sausages. We can't and he can't. Rose did a great job. And, okay, because we, uh, I'm kind of over, over the limit here uh, uh, on the show. And these other fights on the show were great. Uh, 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 Ma- uh, Magomed Sharapov, uh, who I called it for him against Bochnak. What he didn't count on was the fact, like I've said before, the most important person in that cage, the most important person once you sign the contract is that guy in the cage opposite you. It would have been a great showcase for Magomed Sharapov without him, 
but Botchniak, and I've, I like Botchniak. I've seen him before. Didn't see him winning this fight. And indeed, he did not win the fight, but he understood, man, I got a moment. Like Eminem, I got a moment. I'm loaded up on the spaghetti. I got a moment. I got to make that moment pay. It, it's happened with Diego Sanchez and and uh, and that fight with Gil Melendez. People love that shit. They love you digging down deep. Bochniak is golden now. Yeah, he lost his fight and he's lost the last of his few ones as well. He's golden. That kid fights with some kind of fire and a cardio that I can't understand. Hope, hope to God he's passing drug tests. As well as, as well as, it's like say when a man and a woman go out, that the 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 man is the frame and the woman is the picture. In this instance, yes, 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 yes. Uh, uh, Magomed Sharapov was the the picture, but Bochniak was a great frame, rewarded with fifty thousand dollars of performance of the night bonus. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Um. So, but we got another Dagestani killer. In a lot of ways, more. I mean, you can see. You can see what a guy who's well-rounded looks like. Fast fucking uh, with a a door that's opened up on all kinds of tools. All kinds of tools. Joe Lazan ruined my picks right early. Shouldn't be in there. We're afraid for his welfare. Got to get him out. Sorry, man. It's time. Didn't expect you to be Event Horizon. That snuck up on me. It's time. I I don't know how he lost it. I would have to go through and zap rooter it. But there's something at a certain point where he just kind of like, just that was it. And Joe was like thinking about life back home. Uh, uh, Kovakovic, I, I, I picked her to win. She did win against Felice Herrig. You know, um, my my secret, secret, sixth. Okay, don't talk about it. Um, and, and I also picked, uh, I, I bested, I bested Kid Nate because I picked Aubin Mercier over Evan Dunham because I was like, Evan Dunham, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you kidding me? And apparently, I think that's what uh, Aubin Mercier said too, since it was a, a TKO thing with knees to the bodies and punches. You know that. Anyway, we don't need to go through all, 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 all the fights. I want to see if there's one. Ashley Evan Smith, who's a virtual friend and almost a known associate of Knuckle Up, called it for her. She won. It was a decision, though. Uh, what else? What else? What else we got? Devin Clark, Mike Rodriguez didn't see that fight. Didn't get to the TV in time. So, um, so that lightweight division is invigorated. Uh, Connor McGee is pleasantly, comfortably now, as far as I'm concerned, Elon Musk, Car- Connor McGee, same thing. Guys with 135 million dollars of sausages who don't do any fighting. So, good luck to you. We'll see you somewhere down the road. Tony Ferguson and that Khabib fight. I think the ball went spoken anger. That's the fight to make. Khabib is not getting beyond Tony Ferguson. Sorry, I can call my shot this far out. Everybody watched it. Javier knows what's coming up. It's one thing. Maybe he wasn't prepared for Ayakinta, but Ayakinta, uh, Al Ayakinta, it's not like his, his skill set was that deep. He's no ter- Tony Ferguson. So, uh, you know, um, it'll be a next in- If you want to pop in to their gyms at any time in the next few months, you're going to watch interesting stuff happen. Interesting stuff happen. But if that if Khabib's next defense is not against Tony, it shouldn't be. It should be against somebody else he can school easily, like what Conor McGee. But Conor McGee's on ice for if because again, like I started out talking about, it's a tribal stuff. Right? People of color are like, you gonna slap this guy in the wrist, huh? 
gonna slap this guy on the wrist while Johnny Boney Joni sits out? Is that what you're gonna do? Or let's not even go to the race card. Let's go to the class card. Oh, so let me get this straight. If I have 135 million dollars, I can do all. I I can urinate in your soup, and it's okay. I throw a few dollars on you, and I can walk away having relieved my. You know, there's a guy named Pretty Amberg who used to do that. They found him dead, stabbed a bunch, and jammed in a laundry sack. And they asked the cop who found him. They said, "You have any suspects?" And the cop said, "Yeah, Brooklyn." That's how hated the guy was. Brooklyn, everybody in Brooklyn. <laughs> so, so, um, so a uh, you know Tony Khabib. Uh, you know, other people who are, are, are invigorated. Khabib is no longer the dominating monster. Keep in mind, Khabib also hasn't fought in a long time either and has a history of injuries as well. And pretty much old dog, new tricking it, is not going to be picking up any kicking or boxing skills anytime soon. So if he's fighting in the next year, any one of these guys, the game the game, the game, game is could be sold and not told, including Max Holloway. So there you go. Uh, uh, at what point people are asking me, texting me and asking me like a jujitsu and so on, asking me, uh, and I, I've had the brown belt for about a week. I was only kicked out of class once in the last week. I haven't talked about that because I'm still angry about it. I will talk to you about it on the next uh, Eugene S. Robinson Show Stomper V14, maybe. I don't think it's funny right now. I can't talk about it. So a uh, um, but the, rea the 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 reality of it is, uh, uh, Connor Connor McGregor. At what point did he he cross the line? He crossed the line where he did essentially said to Artem, "Here, hold my beer. Don't don't be the Tupac of MMA. Simple. Don't don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Don't do that guy. Don't do be that guy." Don't be do guy. Don't no, don't nothing. Nothing. No connection to that guy. Don't be that guy. There's not a single problem I can't solve from my fucking couch. Like they said, the guy who uses the gun a month, a week later, that guy's like, God damn it. I didn't improve. If somebody is trying to hurt you, shooting them might solve a problem. But if somebody has a philosophical point that they're trying to make that you disagree with, shooting them is not going to solve your problem. You want to show out that your team can't be steamrolled? Oh, well, you really did that, didn't you? No, you didn't. You think these cats are going to go home like, like Tiger Woods' mistresses, happy with the three sausages on their plates? They are not. You're going to pay them. Just like there's an expectation that the Mexican military is going to pay for that wall and they're laughing their asses off at Trump. If you think the bald one who who's going to do nothing is happy to get your erect penis uh, 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 tweets, uh, texts, you think he's parting with a nickel, you're wrong. Pretty simple, man. Pretty binary. Want to fight again? Pay off the fighters. Don't want to pay off the fighters? You don't fight again. Go fight Bellator. You can attack refs and you can, you know, fucking break up buses there and destroy your market value despite what your Q rating is. You know who doesn't do TV commercials? Dennis Rodman. You know who else doesn't do TV commercials? Charlie Sheen. 
You know who nobody's asking to be a spokesman for anything? Shia LaBeouf. Keep acting up. You underestimate your fan base. Pretty soon it'll be you and 25 drunken Irish guys. That's not a fan base. That's a pub. So we've come to the end of V13. I ran, I ran over a little bit, but I could go on, and I'm sure on this week's, on Tuesday at 7.20 Pacific time, we'll go through uh, If I Did It, and then 30 minutes after that, we'll go straight to If the Shoes Fit. So we talk about PR kerfuffles inside the MMA world for uh, If I Did It, and outside where if the, if the Shoes Fit, the shows that follow each other, one after the other. And because there's a fight next Saturday, uh, Kid Nate and I on a Wednesday or Thursday, we'll do... We'll do um, uh, care don't care preview uh, on this on this on this on this uh, uh, card probably um, probably on this card probably it was decimated so I we canceled we both picked Lausanne Lausanne lost and uh, he picked Dunham against Open Mercier and I won. But then I foolishly picked, uh, not foolishly, I think it was a smart move. I, I was a long shot. If I was near Vegas or a sports book, I would have bet for Iaquinta. I it would have been an unacceptable unacceptable risk for me not to. And so uh, Kid Nate picked uh, uh, Khabib. So we're, we're, we're even on this one. Anyway, uh, go to patreon.com. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the stomper. T-H-E-S-T-O-M-P-E-R. Uh, you know, I, I put the shows up there too. You can watch it free on YouTube. But if you have a desire to pledge a nickel, 50 cents, a dollar, you can do it through patreon.com slash the stomper. I haven't figured out how to get my money out of that fucking thing. Much like Spotify and YouTube, I guess. But I guess once I figure out how to do it, I will be able to do it. But it helps keep the lights on. If you want to hook up on Twitter, that sounds creepy. If you want to be at Eugene S. Robinson, at Eugene S. Robinson. Uh, those of you who are waiting for me to order nothing but water, I, I watched, it, watched it at a friend's house so I could drink water forever, free from the tap. Uh, if you want to go for Instagram, Mr. Sleep 3 at Instagram. Now, uh, there's another D-man, and he, ke he keeps sending me the, he keeps sending me the follow. I said, I'll follow you. But you got no pictures in your thing. Finally, I tell him, man, I said, hey, sorry. I, you've heard, if you heard the show, you know I get an invite from somebody on Instagram. I got to assume you're a spy if you have no pictures up. I got to assume if you, you request it, but I can't get into yours first, that you're a spy. One of you wrote me and said, Eugene, I'm not a spy. I'm a real guy. I'm just shy. Great. Send me a picture. Now, it doesn't even have to. You could send me a picture of, of, uh, of uh, you know, Martin Mull, and I wouldn't know. It's an honor system. But if you got nothing, sorry, I can't trust you. Anyway, that's the show. What I'm going to do now, for those of you, uh, 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 the wife and I are going to watch a movie, and then we're going to come back in a couple hours with You Kill Me, the film review show for Reprobates. Haven't figured out the movie we're going to watch yet, but that's what we're going to do. But right now, we're at the end of the show, Stomper V13. We'll see you on Tuesday and Wednesday again. Or if you're going to stick around a couple hours, we'll come back 
if you subscribe to the Eugene S. Robinson Show Stomper channel, it'll just notify you automatically. You can find out. And right below where it says thumbs up, give us a thumbs up. All right. All right. So I got it. I got to go. I got I got I've, I've, I've talked too long. I've talked too long. I've had it. Anyway, this is the end of the show. We'll see you soon. Look what you made me do. Ah!